Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and the unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, where for $5 a month, you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of This American Life and a little bit of In Search Of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. week I had the privilege of having Lauren Smith from Nightcaller's Radio coming on the podcast and talking about all sorts of cool stuff and she's a wealth of knowledge as she's been uh, in this her entire life. It's a really cool story and I was privileged to talk to her about it. Uh, I think you're going to really like it so definitely sit back, relax as I talk to Lauren all about growing up in the world of Bigfoot and more. All right. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the uh, privilege of having on tonight uh, Lauren Smith from Night Callers Bigfoot Radio. And uh, super, super excited to have you on. Uh, You have a lot of stuff going on, so this is very cool. But um, I'm going to go ahead and actually start by reading your uh, bio here. So all right. Uh, Lauren Smith is best known as the hostess of Night Callers Bigfoot Radio with over 300 shows, guest appearances on other podcasts, and a decade of experience interviewing researchers, eyewitnesses, cryptozoologists, and authors all over the world. Lauren has become a recognized favorite in the Bigfoot community. In addition to being the daughter of one of the pioneering female Bigfoot researchers in the United States, Lauren has done field research in multiple states for the past 20 years. In October of 2020, Lauren founded Nightcaller's Productions, where in addition to her own show, she's producing Weird Realities, a podcast that dives deep into all things strange and mysterious. Soon you will also be able to check out Lauren's latest venture, Planet Fear, which is she will co-host with Matthew Knapp of Bigfoot Crossroads fame. Along with being a full-time mother to her two boys, Lauren works as a conference and event planner, merchandiser, and manager of the key 
Keith Crabtree, <laughs> Falcon Monster franchise. Yeah, sorry, I'm notorious for mispronouncing words. I so hold too. on. <laughs> and we're uh, podcasters. You, yeah, I know it's weird. Uh, you can ca- catch Lauren on Nightcallers Bigfoot Radio live on YouTube every other Sunday evening at 8:30 p.m. CST. Nightcallers Bigfoot Radio can be found on your favorite podcast formats for your listening pleasure on the go. If you'd like it. Uh, if you'd like additional information about the show and upcoming guests, please be sure to subscribe to the Facebook and Instagram accounts. Wow, that is an amazing bio. Hats off. That was did you, that did was you the reduced that? version. Like, <laughs> Actually, really? no. Um, I have a I have a friend, and oh she is goodness. my marketing advisor. And wow. um, so my original bio was just like I'm Lauren, and mm-hmm. I do night colors, and I've been researching for a little bit, and she. And, and so I sent it to her and she was, she looked at it and she was like, okay, I'm going to make some tweaks. And she sends back a novel. And I, wow. I was like, um, I don't feel comfortable like bragging with all this stuff here. And she was like, Lauren. And she just had this, <laughs> like, come to yeah. Jesus talk with me. And she's like, okay, totally. yeah, no, she's like, you need to be able to toot your own horn. And I was like, yep. I'm not good at that. Like, I'm still to this day, not good at that. So, um, but anyway, so she rewrote it for me and put all, you know, all of my accomplishments in there. And it is a lot. And I am, I should be proud of them. And I am, but you know, it's a lot. I mean, I've listened to a few of your interviews, uh, getting ready for this, uh, because it, so, so weird thing is, um, I hadn't really run into any of your stuff at all. And like, keep in mind, I've really been only doing this since like, um, uh, I'm only like, I'm less than 50 episodes in, I think. Mm-hmm. But most of my stuff is like from Instagram and you have like a really yeah. YouTube, a big YouTube presence, right? Yeah. 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 So like there's all these YouTube accounts with Bigfoot and I'm like, who are these guys? This is yeah. crazy. Or like, who are these, <laughs> these ladies? And like, it's yeah. really good. And like uh, your interview, I was listening to your interview with uh, Cliff Berrickman today and mm-hmm. I was like, my goodness, this is really, really good. So hats yeah. off to you for what Thank you do. You. It's very cool. That was probably one of my favorite shows just because I was so nervous. I thought, because I've I've met him in person and I hung out with him and talked to him. Oh, really? And we, but we were around a bunch of people and he was just, Mm. he's, he's kind of, and he lets you know, like he's an introvert. And so he just Mm kind of like kept to himself. He was just kind of like, hi, and just didn't say much, but on the show. So that's what I was expecting on the show. So (laughs) I get on there and I'm like, I have these questions to like, pull this information out of cliff right i worked hard yeah and he gets on there and he's like this like huge personality and he's he is yeah he takes the laptop yep. and he takes me on a tour of the museum and and i'm just like what That's is so going cool. on it was it's my favorite so interview cool. just because of it was unexpected and he just he was a great interview and he gave so much information it was mm-hmm. great he really did. So, uh, listeners, if you haven't uh, listened to that, you need to go listen to the Night Callers Cliff Berkman interview to start with. It's very good. And but, Doug um, Highcheck, Doug Highcheck was great. Oh, he from, was a, uh, Monster Quest, right? From Monster Quest, he's the producer yeah. of Monster Quest and Legend Meets Science, and he was another one that I guess you just get a, you think they're going to be a certain way in your head, and then mm-hmm. they come on, and they're just so yep. cool. Doug was like. Hey, here's my number. Just call me and we'll chat about this and this and this. And oh, I'm that's like, really cool. What? <laughs> it just blew my mind. So Lauren, where are you, where are you, where's your base out of? So I am out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, cool. But okay. I research mostly in Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas. 
Interesting. Okay, so uh, western eastern Oklahoma or southeastern Oklahoma um, okay. is where I normally research. I'm actually from southwestern Oklahoma, which uh, most people think of that as prairie land, mm. um, prairie or desert land, and there actually are sightings down there. So wow, I know that's crazy. I, I always grew up, and I'm like, where? Where would they go? Where would they hide? <laughs> like, well, yeah, here, but there's right, a lot and... of caves and. <laughs> and stuff like that like i'm from central iowa and i'm like every once in a while i keep i remind myself i'm like yeah there's there's stuff out here it's not all cornfield it's like you know it's northeast iowa has the the crazy state parks but um man uh tell me about your uh history because i'm very interested about that about (laughs) how in your bio it says you've done field research in multiple states for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seems like you have a big family history going on. And I'm, I'm curious about that, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Oh, no problem. I'm actually, um, again, Heather had to literally open my eyes to mm-hmm. my past and how great it mm-hmm. is because I, okay, so I grew up, um, my mom, what is a Bigfoot researcher. So she's one of the veteran female researchers. Um, she started this, you know, 20 years ago. And so I grew up going out into the field with her, going on expeditions and listening to, um, talk shows, listening to, um, it was actually pal talk back then. And so it was like a chat room forum and all the Bigfoot researchers would get together and pal talk and they would talk and then they would be on these forums. And I actually helped her, um, collect evidence out of the field. I, I helped her put together this database of sightings based on moon phases. And I was like Whoa, 12 cool. or 13, I guess, when I did that, helped her with that. And so, you know, and I, I went out in the field and I went on expeditions with all these people that were veterans of this topic and yeah. some big names that, um, I mean, just great people and I didn't think anything about it I'm like okay this is what we do and I'm a little weird and that's fine and then I talked to Heather and she was like yeah girl um she said how many times a year do you think you went out and I was like um I was like I don't know maybe like two or three because for a lot of it I lived at my dad's house and she was like so two or three times a year let's just say for the past you know 20 years she was like she said two times a year for the last 20 years. She said, you've, you've been out a wow. lot. And she's that's like, so yeah, that's a lot doing it that much. And then think about, you know, people, she said, you've been out more than a lot of the researchers that are in the field now, you know, totally. but I didn't think of it that way. You know, it was just like, that's just what we did as a hobby or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I learned a lot from her. And then uh, over a decade ago, we started, or she started Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. And it was on blog talk radio. And so she was on there with a couple other people. Um, They ended up leaving and we brought a new crew on and then I joined. And so we had different co-hosts over the years, but it was always me and her. And so she and I were on that show together for a decade. And then, um, I mean, we had people on from all over the world um amazing people um dave pilates was on and i'm like you know like oh just amazing amazing people and then uh she retired from her job and retired from the show and left the reins to me and so i took it from 
um, just a podcast to a podcast with video. And okay. uh, so now that's where I am. We've done over 300 shows and I've added new segments. Man, that's a lo- that's very interesting. So it's like, it's so first question is, well, uh, do you mind sharing what your mom's name is? Lori Dyer Hood. Yeah. Okay. And so did she retire from Bigfooting then? No, actually. Ah. So when she retired okay. from her job and retired from the show, it was mm. so that she could get out in the field again um, okay. because our shows were every single weekend. And so yep. it was like, she just felt pressed to get all, you know, you know how it goes. You could get all the guest information yeah, and you promote and you do all this. And it's like <laughs> getting out in the field. There's just not a lot of time for that. And so she actually took a step back from night callers so that she could actually go Bigfoot again. And I was, I'm really happy for her. Um, she has a nickname and it's the legend and she hates it she's gonna kill legend. me for even saying it on here but the legend wow. because she has over That's 20 cool. years of bigfooting experience she's a veteran yeah. female in the field which is amazing to me uh she's my role model and so she uh someone jokingly started calling her the legend and it just kind of stuck she <laughs> i mean i'm not kidding she hates it she's so humble she hates it but i think it's great and i think it's very as fitting. long as it's other people that are calling you the legend yes. and not yourself that's yeah, a you, big no, difference right yeah you cannot yeah. call yourself the legend that's just no <laughs> so remembering uh my own childhood and what movies have told us usually when you're growing up as a kid uh there's a rebellion phase so it's is there a thing was there a thing where you grew up with bigfoot and then you're like forget this bigfoot thing i'm out of here and then you came back to bigfoot did that happen uh that actually did happen yes um so first of all what's funny about me being raised in the in the field of bigfoot um Mm -hmm. so i was actually explaining a project that i'm working on for bigfoot and i called my mom and i was like hey i need to go over some of my history and i need some dates and stuff and i said i'm putting together this project and she's like she just starts laughing. And I was like, what are you laughing about? She said, I just remember when you were little and we would be at some expedition. And so the thing about these expeditions is it's all adults. I was like the only kid there. Sure. There were no other, nobody brings their kids besides my mom, you know, like there were just not a lot of kids in it. And I was lonely and it was boring. All the adults talking about Bigfoot. And, um, Mm. and she said, I just remember you saying all the time, I hate Bigfoot. I hate it. And I said that so much when I was younger. And I remember saying that and I did hate it because I felt like it took my mommy away from me. It took the attention away from me. That's right. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, Mm -hmm. so then whenever, you know, I kept being raised up in it and all that. And so after I graduated high school, I didn't go researching. I didn't get out in the field. I didn't want anything to do with Bigfoot really. It was just something that it's kind of a sore topic with me. I was just like, Mm. like that thing that took so much of my mom's time. And, you know, um, and then probably, I think I was like 21 or so. Uh, my mom started Nightcaller's Bigfoot radio and I would listen to support her. And then, um, she needed a new crew. And so I came on the show and I just fell back in love with it. It was always there, but it was like, you know, I had my little no Bigfoot phase. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that is so cool um thinking over the years uh 300 shows is what the bio says mm-hmm. what are some what are some of the interviews that that stand out uh that are like wow that's actually that was a really cool thing that we got that person on um 
Dave Pilates, of course, and Harvey Pratt. That one was great. Um, mm-hmm. The the newer ones, um, Cliff and uh, Doug Highcheck, um, Ken Gerhard. I've had Lyle Blackburn on. We've had so many. I actually had to feed all of the data over into a spreadsheet when I moved from Blog Talk to yeah. It's, and, and then archive and download all the shows. It was a pain. That's how I realized Ooh. we had over three hundred because I wow actually so whenever she ended it and we moved i moved to this new platform we were at 299 so my first show on the new platform was 300 my ocd was not happy about it but it was pretty cool for the promo (laughs) um so we i mean we've just had so many that i can't even i mean all of them we've had bob strain on um i had kathy strain on last week um she's a lot of fun to talk to she yeah. is so great. Uh, Shane yep. Carpenter. I mean, we've just, mm-hmm. we've had so many, I've had, I've had the good, the bad and the ugly for sure. Um, <laughs> because you know, you get some people on there that you're like, oh, cool. They're a Bigfoot researcher from Utah or something. And you get them on and there. We'll, and, we'll talk, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll they start, leave it rather, yeah, rather vague. So I don't have yeah. to do a lot of editing, but Little no, vague I totally there, get but, what you're saying, dude. Yeah. yeah I mean, totally. it just, it, it came out of nowhere and it was just like, <laughs> My goodness, yep. I was not at all prepared for you to go that route. Um, yes, you did. Yep. Yeah. It, totally get uh, it. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's rough. And sometimes, and like um, one of them, it was my favorite guest ever. And he did like four shows for us. And then like the last one just, I, it was a total flip from what he had been talking about before. He, you know, changed his mind about Bigfoot and it oh, was- wow mind-blowing is what that episode was <laughs> but well, so is life in podcasting right you never isn't know isn't it though That's especially we used to story, do yeah. we used to do live shows you know uh, i still do live shows but i don't know if i could handle that <laughs> I, most people can't um it's oh, actually man. really fun when you involve the live chat like i do because they can ask questions live mm, although i do yep. like your system of pre-asking them that's great um but like <laughs> On blog talk, we would have call-in shows. This was like 10 years ago. We would have people call in to ask questions. We got a lot of really, uh, it was cool sometimes. A live call-in? A live call-in. So we got, mostly we got really good questions. People wanted to talk to the guest and this was their opportunity to like talk to, you know, Harvey Pratt over the phone. Great. Except when people would call in and they would start giving an encounter story. And then at the very end, they would say something very inappropriate about Bigfoot's body parts. And it turned out to be a prank. Those were awful. Oh, that's terrible. But I will say it was good training for being an interviewer because you literally, you're good at whatever comes at you. You handle it and roll with it. So that was good training. You have to be, right? It's like. You have to be. Um, I don't know if I would do, ah, man, that's, that's gutsy doing encounter stories live. Yeah. This was back in the day. So this was back in the day whenever, before Sasquatch Chronicles. So funny story. Yeah. Before Sasquatch Chronicles. So this, yeah. So we actually were on air forever. And then we went off air and took a hiatus, a three-year hiatus. Sascron comes on during that hiatus and we come back and this Sas like Sasquatch Chronicles, who is this guy? He's massive. He's huge. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? But um, 
no we actually you know we were friends with uh Wes and Will so it wasn't that big deal but it was just like um encounter stories were all the rage but uh-huh. night callers so everyone kept asking well why don't you guys do encounter stories why don't you guys do those those are so cool they're shocking they're cool and it's like well we focus on the researchers so mm-hmm. we focus on when we had a series which actually ended up just being our entire show for years and years and it was the north american bigfoot researcher and okay. to me those are witness encounters mm. right sure I mean, yeah they yeah. all have encounters of some kind yeah. and so we interviewed researchers exclusively we didn't have encounter stories on there besides theirs wow Tell me more about how the uh, moon phases uh, play into, you mentioned that there's uh, something to do with moon phases or you kept that data. Is we that something did. you can share? Um, I wish I still had access to the data. I don't even know what happened to it, but I will say that our findings at the time, now this was 20 years ago. Um, okay. So before there was more activity in the woods from Bigfoot researchers, before there was more ablation you know because there's more population now than 20 years ago um more um expansion of residences out in country and stuff like that um or out in the wild so back then our data showed that um sightings the number of sightings were significantly less on full moon nights so on a on a new moon or a quarter moon, that's when we had the most sightings, but it was not during wow. a full moon. There was just not many at all. And so I've actually okay. like always kind of had that in my head because you have to think like being raised up in this, it was like, this was my education. And so when mm. I go researching, I have this data bank of information that I use while I squatch. And so when yeah. I'm out there and it's a full moon, I'm just kind of sitting there like, eh, nothing's going to happen. And everyone's exactly. like, I've heard a lot of sightings during the full moon. I'm like, okay, well, based on the data 20 years ago, like, this is what I know. So this is what I'm going to use. But did you ever uh, come up with any ideas of why that would be the, I mean, that is just so interesting. I mean, more visibility. Yeah, of course, you know, there's more visibility. So therefore, you know, they're not going to be as uh, they're not, there's not gonna be as much movement. Um, Mm -hmm. they're not gonna be as mobile, I guess. Uh, so that would be my theory. This is again, just my theory. Like nobody knows everything. Nobody knows all the answers, but, um, just in my opinion, I feel like when it's a bright moonlit night, like, yeah, it would be awesome to see one and, you know, see the moon reflecting off its fur or see a face or see a shadow move from tree to tree. That's always my dream. I always stare at the trees and I'm like, I'm like, man, just walk across one time. I will pay you cash money to just walk from that tree to that tree. Like you are the best. You are, you're the best. Like that is so funny. Yeah. But that's why I love like the internet because it's like, Mm -hmm. um, Kathy strain had this story about like when, um, she used to be in the, she was in Bigfoot and then she found the internet and then it's like all these other people and you're like, Oh, there's other people that think the same way as I do. This is amazing and kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah. It's so cool though. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. She's, um, 
Kathy's great. She actually, so she kind of um, had a role in shaping how I research as well. Um, oh, really? So I'm a, I'm a big fan of female researchers. Like I'm, yeah. um, I'm very supportive of all of them. I believe in boosting them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my mom raised me, my mom was like fearless, right? She would walk out there. If they were throwing things at us, she would walk over there and check it out. I mean, she was just so fearless and I was a chicken. Okay. I was like hiding under the seat in the car, terrified, begging my mom, mommy, can we go? Can we go? Well, so I was raised by that woman who has no fear. And then Kathy Strain, I remember when we were interviewing Bob, he actually told us a story about Kathy, which she actually sh- told me again on this last show. And I remembered it where she sees a, a, a Bigfoot and a juvenile and she sees it and she points it out. Look, they're right there. And she takes off running after them. Yeah, And that just always sat with me. And I, at the time when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, I would never. But now after researching the past few years, my whole, um, I've had a shift of attitude to where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I walk out in the dark woods right now without a light. And I just like, all right, well, let's go find Bigfoot. And I walk off by myself and I'm just like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I would be that one that chased (laughs) the Bigfoot. And I'm just like, Um, when did this happen? And I told my mom, I said, you scared the stupid out of me or you scared the fear out of me, I guess not the stupid. You scared the fear out of me. I don't have any left. What did you do to me? <laughs> it, it, it's weird, right? Because it's like, I, I'm not sure. So the, the huge difference is like, so I'm going into this. I started this because I've always been in pretty much. I wanted to ask people in this field mm-hmm. and people doing weird stuff like, questions I wanted to ask them and get their story right I have not gone to actually um on an expedition okay yeah because I started this during pandemic whatever right yeah (laughs) and also very busy but it's like there's a push where it's like there's certain people that are like dude if you come out here I'll bring you here and you're like man that would be crazy like because part of me is like um yeah, you can have all this knowledge, but like at the end of the day, like, okay, let's say you're in the field and you do get across Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared for that. That's like grizzly bear type stuff. Like it's, it's, it's a big animal, right? I always yeah. tell my mom, you know, cause I've been doing this for 20 years and I've never had a sighting. I've had experiences, okay, but not a sighting. Right. And that's, it's very frustrating because my mother has had I think five sightings again, over oh, wow. 20 years. So let's, you know, everyone's like, that's yeah, an awful lot. Sure. I don't know about that. And I'm like, well, okay, 20 years. Let's say she went out in the field 10 times a year for 20 years. And she had five sightings out of that. Okay. She put in her time, her due diligence. She's, mm-hmm. she's rewarded yep. with the sightings, whatever. Most of them were dumb luck. Honestly, all of them probably were dumb luck. So me, I've been doing this for 20 years, actively probably for the last five years or more. Okay. And I haven't had a sighting. I'm like, it's, it's like, it's like being the daughter of a famous basketball player and really sucking at sports. Like, it's just, it's rough. (laughs) It's rough, but, um, but yeah, it's, I always tell my mom, I'm like, you know, I keep saying like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to have a sighting. I can't wait to have a sighting. It's like, what am I, what am I going to do with it when I catch it? Honestly, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I I feel like it's going to be bad. I think a lot of it is like uh, really just chasing the truth, right? It really it's is. Like it once really you is. find out, once you start looking and you realize, um, and man, this could be applied to any X Files episode topic Absolutely. out there, but it's like 
wow, there's all this stuff. And I never heard about this growing up. And now like someone has to figure this out. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think there's a certain personality that is like, just like, it's almost like a rabbit dog. Like, I got to figure it out. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, You know, I'm, I'm a believer and I've been a believer for mm -hmm. years and years, but I want to be a knower. I want to be an experiencer. And that's, that's my goal. And then um, in the meantime, I research, I look for it. I look for data to prove that it's real stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. uh, ultimately I just want to have that encounter. That's awesome. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, is it just you doing the, uh, do you have like a, a backup team doing stuff as well? Cause um, I'm going to feel really bad if you just say it's you because you do a good job. Um, for you mean researching for, or for like, uh, sorry for like okay. the, uh, the show. Oh, okay. Like okay. That. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. So I have, uh, Heather, she is my marketing girl. So she oh, just right. basically, yep. she helps yep. me come up with, um, just all my promo stuff. Like she helps okay. me with all of that. Uh, like basically, so she shares it on Twitter and then she helps me to figure out my next steps and my, uh, um, my marketing plan. Nice. That'd be nice, but yeah. as for the promo and the segments and everything like that, I pretty much do it myself. Good for you. Um, but I will say I have a great moderator team for my chat, mm-hmm. my live chat, yep. and I have a yep. great moderator team and they are there every Sunday or every other Sunday night live. Mm-hmm. They come in, they hype up the chat, they welcome everybody, make everybody feel really welcome. It's not clickish in our chat. You come in nice. and you're able to ask questions freely of the guests. You're able to ask me questions. You're able to talk to each other. And that's extended over into our um, Facebook group that we have. Like it's an extension of the live chat. You can go over there and you can network and post your stuff. So, um, but awesome. I do have a great moderator team. But right now it's, just me and I'm over here looking at your post and I'm like good for you he's hey. really good <laughs> um because you've got you got uh so I'm you've got two boys which is yes. awesome like you have the video where you like you're interviewing your, your kid I still have That's to watch the, segment. Yeah. the whole thing <laughs> but segment. uh which is really cool um but man hats off to you you're very busy very busy mom and you're getting a lot of stuff done that's really cool it's um, it's insane yeah. honestly it's um I quit my job in uh, April of last year and due to COVID, I decided okay. I was like, you know what? I want to s- just go back to school full time and take care of my kiddos. Mm. Right. Uh, family's yeah. important. I learned that yep. more than anything last year. And so I did. And then oh, wow. at the same time, I was like, well, I'm going to take night callers to the next level and move to totally. a different streaming platform. That'll be cool. It launched into this massive thing. And now it's, mm-hmm. I'm, I started a business, you know, and um, it's really so what I, you do. Yeah. It's what you do. And so I yep. tell everyone, you know, cause they're like, well, you stay home. So you have time. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> I have no time. Um, I said, I traded a nine to five for a midnight to midnight as a content creator. And I don't regret it at all. Honestly, I've never been happier than when I'm creating content versus being in that cube with it sucking the life out of me. Oh boy. I could say a lot about that, but <laughs> Good for it's, you. Good for you to be great in that for spot. That's pe- some people, but it's not yeah. for me. So I'm happy to have found my path. And yep. so I did night callers. Um, I launched, um, well, I joined Matt Knapp and we're doing planet fear, which is a true crime paranormal show. It's a podcast once a week. Okay. Um, 
I produce Weird Realities now, which is a show that Hadley and Gracie do, and it's also on YouTube, and it, they do all the weird stuff, so like remote viewing, um, RH negative oh, blood geez. factors, like Yikes. they do a lot of stuff that's like <laughs> really over my head, and she's like, yeah, hey. she's like, yeah, so um, she's like, do you want to be a guest on the show? And I was like, you guys are too smart know. for me, I don't think so, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we do a lot, and then uh, Keith Crabtree. So I love Keith Crabtree. He's like a grandfather to me. But um, so the cult classic film Legend of Boggy Creek. Of course. Um, Keith is the Falk monster. He's the Bigfoot in that movie. There's actually two people that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And so he's one of them. He's not the one that grabs Bobby Ford out of the bathroom, but he is the (laughs) other one. (laughs) He's the one in the woods. And so I actually met him and just, you know, camped out with him and then he asked me to be his manager and so now I manage his franchise and we plan events together and have campouts and expeditions and events and stuff like that so in in you're doing the night you're doing the night callers thing and you're you're being the event planner and everything for Keith Crabtree yeah that's crazy that's really crazy it's it gets a little intense but like I said I do have a great team okay a great team my mom shout out to my mom she helps Mm. me so much and supports me and when I'm about to have a breakdown or I'm crying or I'm having one of those um insecure self-pity days like nobody Mm -hmm. listens to my show everybody hates me you know those yeah she's like okay yeah no and then she just talks me out of it so she's she's wonderful she's the she's my manager (laughs) that's awesome everyone needs a good support team definitely absolutely when you go into the uh, woods now, what is your, what's your, what's your mindset when you're going to look for Bigfoot? Um, what you, what's the goal? I mean, the goal is to have a sighting or an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that used to be the goal, honestly. So the past, cause I hit it hard. I was gone like every weekend and I was just all over the place and in the woods and researching and camping and all that. And then it got to the point where, because I love nature, I'm an outdoor girl. I go hiking, okay. I go camping. I've, I've done, you know, solo campouts. I love it. Um, it got to the point where it was like, I would come back and I was so upset and disgruntled and disappointed that I in some other d word I don't even know that I did not have a sighting that I did not have an experience you know and so finally I mean and I was just like ready to give up I was like I don't even care if I see Bigfoot now I don't even care I mean I was really upset oh, yeah, and out. Yeah, wow. and then I got to the point I was like you know what I'm going to some of the most beautiful places in this part of exactly. the country and experiencing exactly. these wonderful yep. places and things and so for me being able to get out in the woods or wherever I'm researching is, I mean, it's my goal is to go and experience that place to, to the best of my ability. And I if I it. have a sighting or experience, I'm going to research yep. while I'm there. But if I have a sighting or experience, that's just, that's a plus. That's a perk. Totally. Uh, there's a quote, there's a quote or a form of it that always gets passed around in different in these circles where it's like a failed Bigfoot expedition is still a really good camping trip. Amen. Right. Amen. So That's it's all exactly what your it. viewpoint is, right? Yeah, it's um, it's a positive mindset, you know, basically. <laughs> exactly. Uh this so a question I haven't asked before. Um when you go on an expedition, what's uh 
what's in your pack that you bring with you? What are the essentials or do you not really bring anything? When you um, well, it just depends where I'm going. If I'm hammock okay. camping, if I'm uh, tent camping, if I'm car camping, you know, that kind of nice. thing. Um, I mean like gear wise, like Bigfoot research gear wise. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like, um, an audio recorder is the best, mm. like you, you have to have that. That's yep. to me, something you, you put out whenever you're in camp around camp, leaving camp, all the, you know, cause you never know what you're going to get. And it never, it's Murphy's law. It's the law of Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Anytime you don't have that recorder on, that's when something sounds off and you're just like, exactly. Yep. They know, they know, but, yeah. um, for me, it's <laughs> audio. I'm not, um, I mean, I, if somebody has a thermal or night vision, I will look through it. Absolutely. But, yeah, sure. um, I would rather use my other senses because I feel like it messes up my night vision anyway. So, um, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we ask a few audience questions? Nope. That's fine. Awesome. That's the part that made me nervous was the audience <laughs> questions. <laughs> right. All right. So these are from Instagram. Um, okay. Um, all right. First one. Uh, do you believe Bigfoot can mimic animals and people? What do you Absolutely. Think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe they can, but, um, I just know too many times I've heard a weird owl or a weird coyote you know it's like that owl it's perfect and then at the very end it sounds sick you know um so <laughs> yeah. i do believe that they can they can mimic um all kinds of animals probably and and that might be how they communicate interesting uh do you think they can uh, mimic uh speech in a way i've i've heard that come up in different accounts i've i've heard those in accounts as well i've, mm -hmm. I've obviously heard the famous recordings um right I'm sure they can to an extent. I don't know if it would be in English. Um, I do know that they can whistle. True. That um, does come up a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, they can, I mean, I've always wanted to test and like throw out some Legos and have them step on a Lego and see if they sound like me when I step on a Lego. But um, <laughs> like, that's like the but... best parent who goes big footing response ever. <laughs> that is so good. I get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. So I, I, I believe that they're probably be probably capable but i don't think it would sound like a human talking interesting cool cool That's just because I, I, let me elaborate real quick yeah, because go ahead, go ahead. their bodies are so much different than ours so they have these big huge barrel chests and these okay. big throats and these big mouths and so anything that they do is not going to be at the same pitch that we are it's not going to be the same okay. tone that we can produce and just vice versa we cannot produce the tones that they do um so some friends of mine we have this thing that we do it's called a group call and we okay. stand on you know the side of a ridge down you know um the fingers of the ridge and we do this group call where one the deepest biggest one of us starts off oh, and then the rest of us join in until we're all doing it and it always gives me goosebumps but it produces awesome. this deep multi-tone call that i mean it just mm. it's like a bass speaker and that and that's probably four or five people and that is the only thing the only call i've ever heard that is anywhere close to what i've heard a bigfoot do wow, or allegedly really? heard a bigfoot do and oh, so man. it takes that much lung capacity yeah. to equal one bigfoot i wow. don't 
I just personally don't feel that they will sound anything like us because they have, they're big everywhere. That's super smart. That's like crazy <laughs> smart. Like is, is there a recording of that that exists somewhere? Yes. Yeah. There actually is? Is I on your a, YouTube channel. I probably should put it on my YouTube channel. Um, Why wouldn't you like that? I will put really it cool. on my Instagram after the, after awesome. the airs and I will cool, tag cool. you in it. Okay. Thank you. I would love Absolutely. to hear that. Uh, that was uh, Cash Valley underscore Bigfoot. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Um, to uh, from Mr. Greg from Patreon or uh, all the weird on Instagram, all the all dot the dot weird. Um, let's see, which one do we want to do first? Let's do. What would you do if you came across a mortally wounded Sasquatch? That's a great question. It, it is, is a great question. It's intense. And yeah. it's intense, but I'm glad that you asked because, I mean, it makes you think, face the reality that that could actually happen. Exactly. Um, I mean, because like just sitting here in this chair, I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. I could see a Bigfoot. But in reality, I mean, it's a wounded creature for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably I would just okay literally i thought about this when you warned me earlier um i would drop down uh and just kind of like gauge the situation so i'd probably drop down like into a squat gauge the situation a little bit see if yep. it's um see if it's volatile see if it's mm. you know how close it is to passing on um probably inch closer just to see oh, before all that i would look around make sure that we didn't have like a yeah it could be a setup yeah, you know, there's a Could setup like or there's raptor type yeah. setup from Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah, they're careful, clever right? girls, I tell they you. They are clever girls. Um, but you know, I would definitely look around. Uh, you know, I'm always aware of my surroundings anyway, but I would gauge my surroundings a little bit. Um, and then squat down, kind of get close, see just how it was acting. Um, based on the response, if it was just really I mean, you said mortally wounded. So if it was just, you know, in pain and agony, I would put it down, of course. Um that's what I would do with any animal in that situation. That's just, I, I would not be able to just yeah let it suffer. And then, you know, um, from there, uh, realistically, I mean, it is a specimen. Um, it's a specimen that we could prove this topic with. So that's, yeah. it's kind of like being handed a gift and I didn't have to, um, well, I mean, look it in the eye, but I was putting it out of its misery. So it's actually kind of like a, you know, your guilty conscience isn't going to haunt you as much in that situation versus you're looking in the eye and it's looking at you behind a tree and you just pop it in the head. That's awful. So, I, I mean, I just, just don't know if I could do that. I don't, um, oh but yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. You can edit that part out. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 no, I'm leaving it in, but um, it's rough. It's, I mean, that's a good answer though. That's a good answer. Yeah. And then, well, I don't want to tell the rest of my plan because you know, big brother. okay fine so i have a plan i would remove one of its fingers and leave the body there and uh okay take jimmy stewart it, and then take it home <laughs> and hide it and then um yeah buy a burner phone call my friends let them know <laughs> i love Seriously, the story though, where yeah. it's like jimmy stewart sm smuggles the yeti finger from <laughs> tibet back to america back in I you know, mean, have you heard that one 
Oh man, it's crazy. But think about it. Like I can't throw a Bigfoot over my shoulder and there's a good chance when I get back to it with help, it's going to be gone. So. Although Lauren, I'm pretty sure if anyone could, it would be you. <laughs> you could just throw the Bigfoot over your shoulder and go for it. You like, know what? The adrenaline wanna... would be pumping at that point. I did not want to meet up with you in a dark alley. Um, but yeah, that's a good, 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 good answer. Um, all right, let's do Greg's second question. What are the top three locations for squashing on your bucket list? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, the Pacific Northwest, of course, and um, Ohio. Okay. I have a third one. I do. I just cannot. Mississippi. I really want to go to Mississippi or down on Mississippi. there and do that. Mm -hmm. I went to That's Kentucky um to research it was wonderful i would go back all the time if i could um but yeah i've never been to mississippi to research so let's do that That's, i hear they I have haven't really looked into that yeah that would uh, be interesting the only thing about mississippi is i hear that they have other cryptids there that i'm not down with so they have a lot of canine cryptids there that like dog man and stuff yeah I'll just, or just... um i guess yeah. Would that be, I wonder if uh, that'd be more like Rougarou. I think that's Louisiana-ish, but. Yeah, Louisiana's yeah, the, more Rougarou, but. Um, canines, uh, no. Yeah, they have, in Mississippi, there have been reports of uh, dogman. There have been reports of were hyena type uh, creatures, hissing Whoa. creatures. I just, I know, Whoa, I'm, man. man, just give me Bigfoot. I can barely wrap my mind around that. Like, <laughs> we're getting weird. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, what's the what's the goal for for the future with uh, night callers? Where do you want to take it to? Oh gosh, um, yeah, right. I know. Honestly, like I get to, I whenever I make my schedule for the week, yeah, I do that. Um, I always I schedule like you know I have to schedule my post and blah 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 blah. But oh, I don't do that. <laughs> well, let's talk. I should, but yeah, <laughs> um. Good. I can't believe you don't do that because your, your Instagram is very impressive. So, um, so, you know, I schedule like, so I homeschool, uh, my youngest child as well. So I you're have... doing this and you're homeschooling <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. He's four. Come so it's pre-K homeschool. It's pre-K homeschool. Yeah, but still, oh my goodness. I, I sent the eight-year-old back to school. Like, um, we got to the point where I was just like, look, <sighs> I don't think I'm a good teacher to you. And he was like, I'm trying. And I was like, it's not you, baby. I just can't <laughs> like, I am not okay. Um, no, that's, that's good that, I mean, I went through homeschooling, so I get it. Yeah. It's a little kid. Yeah. It, it takes up a lot so, of time, which is fine yep. at the time was fine, but I just didn't feel like I was giving him the right education, the best education that good I could give him. For, for also realizing that. the social aspect. He's a social butterfly. It was yeah, good totally. God. He talks a lot. Anyway, I love him to death. You can see the video of little footers. That's the one that I sent back to school. You can go watch it on uh, night yeah. callers. Uh, so that's a new segment is little footers. The next generation where I interview kids <clears throat> of Bigfoot researchers or kids in the community or kids that just believe in Bigfoot and want to talk about it. So if you're interested in that, having your kid on message me and I will zoom interview them like this, but that's awesome. Um, anyway, so I, whenever I do this, like I schedule, you know, I have to work, which is night callers, but it's so much fun for me that it, so I'm doing what I love and hopefully will be paid to do what I love. And so, um, 
I plan to launch a Patreon for uh, Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. And awesome. in doing that, I will be launching even more new segments. So Very cool. you'll get Very additional cool. content when you sign up for the Patreon, among other things. That is and awesome. so I have, you know, um, Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which is the show that I do right now where I interview somebody every other week. And it's usually just an amazing guest. And then I do Night Terrors, which is encounter yeah, stories that people know. have sent me but they're not just bigfoot they're just weird scary horrible things or just it's you know cool. terrifying yeah. things so i do night terrors every week and then i launched little footers which is you know i interview kids and so with patreon i will be bringing an extra episode of an interview with a guest and then i will be dropping an extra night terrors among other things but these are things that you can expect and that's awesome so that is taking up like a lot of my time is trying mm -hmm. to produce content for that but i love it yep. honestly um so that's where night colors is going it's it's going to hopefully keep growing and keep growing my listener base um and i've said this for years and i'll say it again um i will keep producing good content no matter no matter how many listeners i have if i, I have one that's yes, one person yes, 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 that yes, listens yes. faithfully yep which Bear O'Brien, shout out to my number one fan, Bear O'Brien. He's from Australia. He has stuck with nice. me from the beginning. And Good job, if, Bear. <laughs> I love him to death. And so <clears throat> he's actually one of my moderators now. Um, awesome. You know, but anyway, so if I if I have one fan that listens, or I call them listeners, I don't like the word fans, but um, or if I have, you know, a million or a hundred thousand mm -hmm. or whatever, um, I'm going to keep trying to put out quality content and, I love it. you know, uh, keep doing what I do with all of my other uh, things here. So I actually, you know, Nightcaller's Productions is something that I founded. So it's an umbrella and then I can have all of these projects under this umbrella. And so very smart. that's kind of how that happened. That is very smart to do that. Man, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so what is, um, what's the easiest way for someone to, to follow you? that maybe this is their introduction yeah um i would say facebook probably okay. um we have a night colors bigfoot radio facebook page from there um you can find all my content on youtube you can find my posts i have facebook instagram youtube um i will have a website very shortly um but okay, it I was, is yeah i was wondering works. about that okay yeah and so in the future, you can just go to my website and then that'll be nice. my landing page for everything. But yep. Um, yep. for right now, probably Facebook or YouTube is where you can find me. Instagram is just, um, I just started my Instagram in like August and I have, I think 1200 followers, which is amazing. I'm just like, where, what, where did you guys come from? Um, but I, I've actually That's enjoyed awesome. posting my stuff on, on Instagram. This is a new, a new thing for me, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. So cool. Um, but I asked that cause I'll put that in the show notes as well, but well, I have a link tree, you. so it, it has all my things oh. on it. If you want to use that, we'll do, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. yeah. Link tree is the way to go. I do that. It too. really is. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for coming on. That was, I think a good introduction to Lauren Smith and night crawlers callers holy mackerel i did it i told you i would do it like i i'm so sorry every episode okay. i do something weird okay literally everybody does that so i'm not gonna be mad at you 
everybody okay, does you. that it's fine, it's fine. i'm actually contemplating making a special edition shirt for my merch yes. i have i have Holy. merch by the way um on teespring but um i'm gonna make a special edition that has like a big you know scary grub worm on it it's you crawlers. should do it seriously <laughs> because, i was yeah i was interviewing a guy named <clears throat> Danner mm-hmm. and I called him Connor <laughs> it's just like this mind of mine some it's like you're interviewing some and sometimes it just crosses but anyways oh, we'll move past same. it uh thank okay. you for being for being gracious with me on that but uh, uh night callers good. is good you guys are doing good stuff or I should say you are doing good stuff oh, well, uh, Lauren you. keep keep going with what you're going and what you're doing and I, I can't wait to see what you what you do in the future um, I appreciate you having me yeah. on and I've, I'm honored to be here tonight. I really am, um, you know, because I really enjoy your content and enjoy your platform. Oh, you. So, so thank you so much for having me and letting me uh, just be weird on your show. Cause that's what I do. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to say it. You know. uh, Lauren is going to hang out for a little bit longer, uh, share some stories. Of course, if you want to hear those uh it's uh patreon.com forward slash bigfoot society uh for five dollars a month you can hear um things like lauren's extra stories and uh a whole lot of content over the last few months uh so give it a try and uh check it out but thanks again lauren for coming on and uh uh, we'll see you all next week Big thanks again to Lauren Smith from Nightcallers Radio for coming on the podcast and sharing all the cool stuff that she's involved with right now. Make sure you go ahead and check all her stuff out. Uh, Links are in the show notes. You can go to her link tree and all the good stuff to check out is in there. Again, thanks to Lauren for coming on. Before we go today, I want to spend a few minutes to thank a few people that uh, were able to come on to the uh, podcast on the Patreon side uh, in the month of January. The, the month's not over yet, but we've had a ton of people come on and uh, give some great interviews. We've had Isaac Sanchez from uh, Hidden in the Shadows talking about the Chupacabra. We've also had Yami from Cryptid Chat Girl uh, talking about the Chupacabra in uh, Puerto Rico. We've had Harrison from the Tailgate Podcast come on and talk about Florida strangeness and all sorts of other stuff. We had Chris Balzano come on from Tripping on Legends, talking about the Puck Wudgie. Uh, part one of that, part two, is coming up still. We had Dr. Charles Paxton uh, from uh, southeastern uh, Scotland. Uh, statistics and sea monsters. He gave a crazy presentation on that in our uh, science versus cryptozoology um, uh, series that we have on Patreon. Uh, he's uh, That was just a really cool time. That that blew my mind, I'll be honest. Uh, Dr. Pax is very knowledgeable, uh, also a cryptozoologist. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, give the impression that he's versus cryptozoology, but wow, uh, a skeptic believer in the, in the middle. Um, that alone was a very cool thing. I'm going to uh, share a few clips uh, from these interviews as well coming up next. Funny enough, Chupacabra is younger than me, and I'm in my 30s. Oh, the really? legend of Chupacabra actually started in the 90s. 
Wow. Right? Uh, okay. Apparently in Puerto Rico, um, that's where it started out. Um, I forgot what town or village actually originated from, but the story goes they found a whole bunch of cattle drained of blood, goats, mm. everything like that. Majority of what it fed on were, were goats, hence where it's got its name, uh, the, the goat drinker, the goat sucker, what that chupacabra means. Right. Um, when yep. it comes to the chupacabra in Puerto Rico, it's referring to a string of seemingly cryptid sightings. We don't know if the chupacabra was a cryptid. There's a bunch okay. of theories on that of this uh, bipedal creature with large red eyes, spikes down its back, and that supposedly uh, was responsible for killing over a thousand uh, farm animals, pets, livestock, and things like that on the island. Um, around the 90s so it was like a string okay. of sightings and okay. it mutilated them and the cattle and the animals and it also supposedly sucked their blood so mm -hmm. that ergo the name chupacabra literally translating goat sucker in spanish right yeah yep. exactly um so you go to what looks like the end of this hill where now you would be going upward okay. you put your car in neutral and you can feel and your, your car moves up. It's, uh, it's what's called a gravity hill. It's like an optical illusion. Okay. I still don't understand quite the legend. I, is it, I don't know if it's the chief or the, the, the ghost gator. who's like, let's push this car. Like that's how you ghost gator from happy like, Gilmore. He bites yeah, off your hand. But yeah, just picture that. But like, Oh, car, Oh, jeez, yeah. oh, I'm summoned. Got to move oh, this car. Stubs. Make them believe. Like, <laughs> I don't know. woods they came across this little thing almost as if it was by mistake right almost as if it was they just stumbled upon it okay brief encounter where eye contact was made the thing disappeared and usually that was in the form of a dog barking and so they looked this way they looked back and it was gone you know tr traditional supernatural experience like that um and then and this was the part that freaked them out even more days later they would be in a different location. Two of them, three of them were sleeping. One of them was in a parking lot, a dark parking lot waiting for a person. And the Pukwudgie came back to them. Whoa. All four of the experiences, the feeling, and they almost described it word for word. Um, the feeling was that the Pukwudgie was there to tell them to stay away, right? That they wow. were feeling of, and this is the quote that, that the first person said to me, um, you might know where I live, but I definitely know where you live. Um, it's not a simple, I don't think it's a simple question. Mm -hmm. I think, um, well, it kind of depends on what your definition of, of cryptos, cryptozoology actually is. And sure, well, yeah. I prefer, of course, to use the definition of Bernard Hoovermans, who, yep. He might not be an originator of the term cryptozoology. He was certainly the person who can't define it in an academic way. And what did he call it? He said it was the science of hidden animals. And by hidden, right. he kind of meant, as he later went on to say, controversial in space and time. That the range, the boundary of those animals was controversial in space and time. So maybe we're talking about things that are extinct or still alive today, or maybe we're talking about the existence of things whose existence is kind of debatable. That's just a small sample of the interviews we've had in january so far for the bigfoot society patreon and that doesn't even include the after dark stuff like it's nuts if you want to check it out uh and support the podcast at the same time 
Uh, it's only five dollars a month. Big uh, Patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. Um, it blows my mind the conversations I'm able to have. Um, also, uh, if you're looking for a cool, th- this is going to be an ad, guys. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, check this out. If you like uh, cryptid-themed objects, why not get a box of them every month? Uh, you can do that with Cryptid Crate. Uh, just uh, go to the URL, BigfootSocietyPodcast.com forward slash Cryptid Crate. Uh, if you get a subscription uh, from that URL, then it helps support the podcast. Uh, also, if you use the code Bigfoot Society, B I G F O O T S O C I E T Y, all caps, you get 10% off the first month of any new subscription to the uh, Cryptid Crate. Uh, you get a lot of cool stuff in there, a new box every month, and you get everything from like some. Sometimes you get a shirt, you get a DVD, you get a book, you get a sticker. You never know what you're going to get, but it's going to have an awesome uh, something to do with cryptids and cryptozoology. So go ahead and check out my uh, my buds, my pals over at uh, Cryptid Crate. It's BigfootSocietyPodcast.com forward slash Cryptid Crate. Thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. Uh, we have Surfetes, uh, Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch. We have Greg Morrill from the Indiana Road Trio. We have Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands. Daniel Fuller with Caveman Resale on eBay. Connor Anderson. We have Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project Podcast. Uh, newly on iTunes in other uh, podcast venues. So check it out. Uh, And if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, Go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot.Society at Bigfoot.Society. And if you've got a story to tell and it's related to cryptozoology or the unknown, don't be afraid to send me a DM on Instagram at Bigfoot Society. I'd love to uh, share your story with the world. Let's uh, get it squatchy. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you. Coming up soon on the Bigfoot Society podcast. But it would stand to reason... uh, you know, potentially something coming from, you know, definitely coming from the sky and yeah. whether it's outer space or not, that's up for debate. Dude, what if like at the end of like 180 days, you know what I'm talking about? It's like the government comes out with all this stuff and it's all Flatwoods monster. <laughs> would that just blow your mind, Andrew? Like you would be the luckiest man alive because you'd be like, come to the museum. The government just said it's here. Let's party.